Shabbos Perak Yutes, Mishnah Hay 19.5. This is a great Mishnah, and um, one you can share with your family at the Shabbos table, etc. It's like a little puzzle. The Mishnah says, Katan Nima Lishmona, Latisha, Velasara, Ula Acharasar, Lishnemasar, Lopachos Plyoser. The proper time, halachli proper time to give the brismila to a child could be on the eighth day or the ninth day, or the tenth day, or the eleventh day, or the twelfth day from when it's born. Lo pachot, never before the eighth day. Lo yoser, and never later than the twelfth day. Meaning that if the child is healthy and everything else is, all systems go, there would be no reason to delay it past the twelfth day. In fact, the time would always be no later than the twelfth day. So how could that work? Keita. Ha Keita, what is the story? First of all, Kadarko. If the child is born on a regular Tuesday, so then you count eight days from there, and then the following Tuesday, the eighth day, is the time to give it to Rismila. Straightforward. Lishmona, that's the eighth day. Nola the Bain Hashmashos. Now, if the child is born during Bain Hashmashos, so that means Bain Hashmashos is the time immediately before Tzesukach when the new day begins, when the three stars, medium-sized stars come out, and there's a bit of a discussion how far back it extends. Lahalach, we already start Bain Hashmashos from when the sun goes below the horizon, sunset. So, um, that point of part of time is um, it's not clear which day it belongs to. So if you're talking about Sunday afternoon um, or Sunday evening, I should say, after sunset and before Tzesukochavim, so we're not if the child is born then we're not sure if the child is a Yom Rishon, a Sunday child, or Yom Sheni, a Monday child. That being the case, there's no certainty exactly when the proper time to give the child its first meal on the eighth day is, because maybe the child is born on Sunday, in which case the eighth day is the following Sunday. Maybe the child is considered to be a Monday baby, in which case the property to give the first meal is a non- Monday. Since if the child were born, if the child were born on a Monday, so then giving the child the first meal on the following Sunday would make it only a seven-day-old, and that would be unacceptable. You don't have Yotzi even Bidyevda in your first meal. We're forced to do the bris on the Monday. So even though the child was born on a Sunday afternoon and very possibly is a Sunday child, um, we won't give it a bris on its eighth day. The following Sunday, we do it on the ninth day uh, because of the question, the banished marshals issue, um, when it's certainly high in bris even though it might be a nine-day-old baby, better to give a nine-day-old baby a bris than a seven-day-old baby bris So that's what the mission is inside. Um, Nola the Ben Hashmashos, if the child is born during Ben Hashmashos, in that window where it's the question, Nimo Latisha, you give it on the ninth day, so it's certainly at least eight days old. Ben Hashmashos shall Erev Shabbos. Now, what if the child were born on Friday evening after sundown and before it says? So now maybe it's a Friday baby and maybe it's a Shabbos baby. Now the problem is, come the next week, you can't give it the bris on Friday when it's it, it's probably, very possibly, it's eighth day um, because maybe it's born on Shabbos and that would be only a seven-day-old baby. But you can't give the baby its bris on Shabbos either, which is either its eighth or ninth day uh, because maybe the child was born on Friday and then Shabbos is the ninth day and we just learned in the previous Mishnah, you're not allowed to give a child bris not on, on Shabbos if it's not the eighth day. It might be its ninth day. So you'll push it off Friday and pushed off Shabbos and give the child its respila on Sunday, the tenth day since it was born, assuming that the child actually was born on Friday. We don't know. But that's how it could be the proper time, the ideal first time, earliest time would be on the tenth day. That's what it says inside. Ben Hashmashos Shel Erev Shabbos. If the child were born 
Friday evening during Banish Mashas, Nimul La'asaretz can get its prismila on the subsequent Yom Rish on the Sunday, 10 days later from the Friday. Now, what if it's born Yom Tov La'achar Shabbat? I'm sorry, what if it's born in a scenario where it's born on Banish Mashas on a Friday afternoon, um, so we're saying do it the following Sunday on the 10th day. The problem is what happens if that 10th day, that Sunday, is um, Shavuos. It's a Yom Tov. So Brismila isn't Doche Yom Tov either. So if uh, it's a Shavuos or Pesach, whatever the story is, so then um, you're going to push off again one more day and not do it on the 10th day, but on the 11th day on the Monday, on the Yom Sheni. That's what it says inside. Yom Tov L'Achar Shabbos, if the day following the Shabbos that you would have given the bris for the child that was born on, nine days ago on Benish Mashal's Arab Shabbos, um, you'll push it off not on Shabbos, not on Sunday because of the Yom Tov, but rather Nimo L'Achar Asar on the 11th day, the Monday, because you're past Yom Tov and it's for sure safe over then. What about if it's a scenario where you have Shnei Yomim Tovim Shal Rosh Shana in the time of the Mishnah already, they always had two days of Rosh Hashanah um, because of the sort of intrinsic uncertainty, as we discuss elsewhere, and we'll discuss again in Masech Rosh Hashanah at length, um, intrinsic uncertainty of not knowing if the when Rosh Hashanah is, because it depends on when the witnesses come to testify and who knows what's going to happen. So therefore they made it always um, two days of Yom Tov and Rosh Hashanah as a, like a halachic requirement from the Rabbanon. So again, if you have a two-day Yom Tov and both Sunday and Monday are Yom Tov because they're Rosh Hashanah, you won't have your bris until Tuesday, 12 days from the previous Friday when the child was born during Be'en Hashmashas. That's what it says here. Nimol Lashnei Masar. Because it's, it, the child is born on the, on the, on the, excuse me, the, born, the child has gotten its Rismila on the 12th day from when it was born on relative to the Friday on Erev um, Rosh Hashanah. Now on that point, um, so Bizman nowadays Rosh Hashanah can never fall on a Sunday. There's a rule, lo adu rosh, um, which means that Rosh Hashanah can never fall on an Aleph is the Yom Rishon, Dalad is Yom Ravi, Vav for Adu um, is Yom Shishi. The calendar has been set up no longer to rely upon the testimony of witnesses since you have 358 of the Common Era. We don't accept witnesses. The Bezdin's Sanhedrin is not taking that and doing that that way. So they were Makadish. They set up the calendar from then already, from the 4th century. Um, when they set it up, it was fixed that to make sure that certain things wouldn't happen, especially um, they didn't want to have Yom Kippur and Shabbos fall back-to-back. Yom Kippur can never fall on a Sunday or a Friday. Um, that's to prevent the body from not being able to be buried for two days. And with that consideration, you know, of course, if Rosh Hashanah is going to be on the first of the month and Yom Kippur is the tenth of the month, things work out in certain ways. So one of the ways it will work out then is um, Lo Adarosh, you can never have uh, on the first day of the week, on a Sunday, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, nevertheless, um, in the time of the Mishnah, it could have. Now, there's a question, what about Yom Tov Sheni Shal Nowadays, the Mishnah didn't consider this, but nowadays, um, outside of Eretz Yisrael, they keep a second day of Yom Tov, as I'm sure you know, um, on all the Yom Tovim. That's a that's a that's out of Suffolk, because not that it's always that way, but because they were too far away to get the message of when the New moon was the new month was declared, so we keep two days out of Suffolk. So there, um, the Rambam Paskins, fascinatingly enough, that um, already the second day of Yom Tov is just a Suffolk with the Rabbanan, and we actually would do Bris Mila on the second day of Yom Tov Shemin Shagolios, the second day of, of Yom Tov, because 
It's just a suffix with the rabbanan, um, which is fascinating. Um, interestingly, the many others, um, including the Rosh, say no. We treat Yom Tov Shein the second day like any other Yom Tov. We push off um, the bris to the day after that. So we have there. Um, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Rosh, meaning that we do not do bris mila on the second day of, of Yom Tov um, in Chutz Laretz. Um, however, note the Shach actually goes back and Paskins like the like the Rambam that we do. So it's a bit of machlokas there um, on what's be done if the child is born on a in a scenario where it comes out that his bris would come out on the second day of of Yom Tov Shein and the Mishnah wraps up with the question that you might have from personal experience, which is, what happens if the child is sick? So then we know that we are doche, we push off to the bris mila till the child gets better. That's what the Mishnah says. Katan hachole, if the newborn is unwell, and therefore, if that's the case, ein molen also, we do not give them the bris mila. We don't exacerbate any um, problem the child has, God forbid. And therefore, we wait ad shiyavri until the child gets better. Um, once the child is healed, and only then we do the bris mila. Um, that assumes, well, it depends now. So if the child has some sort of systemic issue where um, it's what's called its whole body is sick, called gufo, so then we actually wait seven full days, um, ace lace, meaning seven 24-hour periods from the time that the child is decided by the doctors that he's, he's better, uh, and with consultation with the rabbis, of course, um, to decide how to pass on this. Um, if it's some localized issue in a particular limb, so then it can be just um, until that limb heals. So, halakalamaisa, gotta consult with your uh, local Orthodox rabbi if you have a child who has to push off the bris because of some um, complication or unwellness after the child is born.